How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Amy Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve. Multiplier Show. My name is Jamie. I am the co-host of the TRM Show, and I'm excited to be here with you today with the actual host host of the TRM Show, Mr. Professor Park. How are you? I'm doing amazing now that we get to have our monthly like interview together. It's going to be awesome. I know. It's so crazy that I only see you once every four weeks on your show. <laughs> on our show. <laughs> on our show. On our show. Correct. Correct. Um, Matt, how are you today? You must be psyched before Dallas. We have, uh, I think you leave in less than a week, actually, right? I leave next Wednesday. Uh-huh. Yeah. My first stop is I arrive at 630. I go right to Heath Evans for dinner with them, him and Chrissy. Okay. And and then we're just going to have you fly in Friday. We're going to have a powwow with Hidden Gym and just rock the house there. Oh my gosh. I'm and so then excited. Discovery Day next Saturday. Yep. Yep. Impacting all people everywhere, but really just Dallas. But anyway. Um, all right, Matt, today we are discussing something a little more emotional, mental, spiritual, uh, psychological. And it is what Gay Hendricks refers to in his book, The Big Leap, as the upper limit problem, the ULP. He keeps referring to it over and over and over again. Do you want to talk a little bit about, I guess, the definition of the ULP before we get into how it applies to trainers and people in general. Sure. Actually, I'd love to hear yours after, actually after mine as well too, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Well, the way I define it basically is when you are in a place where you are growing and evolving and you're, and you basically your feel good state has hit a thermostat level where now you're like, you now you're at a place now asking yourself, am I feeling good for too long? Have I made too much money? Am I making too much? People are going, I'm going to fall off my bandwagon. Is things with my partner going to like get sabotage? And then you go back down again. Yep. I think you pretty much nailed it, Matt. And I want to, have you ever, Matt, have you ever heard the expression waiting for the other shoe to drop? Yeah. Okay. Do you know where it comes from? No. Okay. Very interesting story. I had to Google it because I had no idea what it meant. Uh, back in the day and to an extent still now in Manhattan, they had these really big, tall buildings, right? Really long, very skinny. The, the floors and the walls were paper thin. So at roughly the same time every day, the men would get home from work. And we're talking like mid to early, early 1900s. The men would get home from work and they would sit on their beds and they would take off their shoes, right? And the people below them would hear their shoes drop. So Waiting for the other shoe to drop is a way of saying something inevitable is about to happen, right? Because we all know if you take, if you hear one shoe, the gentleman is going to take off his other shoe. So the upper limit problem is people who wait for the other shoe to drop. It's people who say, uh, there's no way things could be this good. I'm just going to wait for my, Matt, you gave the example. I'm going to wait for my partner to break up with me. I'm going to wait for all, I know that there's no way I can make 30K consistently. I'm just going to wait for my clients to like figure out that I'm not a great coach, right? So that is essentially to me what the upper limit problem is. That is interesting. Interesting. When you, when you hit that level, like how, what comes up for you emotionally? What do you, how do you feel what have you done? Like, I want to hear a filer sort of angle on what maybe you've gone through from a vulnerability standpoint, but also how you overcome yeah. it as well, too. 
I mean, Matt, so it's so funny, even in light of the competition I just did and won, the upper limit problem is I know that my body can't look like this forever. I know it's only a matter of time before I put those 10 rebound pounds on, right? Like my, even, even when it comes to my own body, I'm like already sabotaging myself in my head. Um, but I think the thing that stands out the most to me, and I know this isn't quite on the same, this isn't like a TRM thing, but it's when Katie and I first started dating. Uh, guys, if you follow me on Instagram or you follow my wife, you'll see that she's this long, lean, 11 blonde who's uh, brilliant, compassionate, funny, great job, great family. And I said, uh, okay, all right. She's going to have her fun with me. She's going to have her fun with the Insta famous abs. And then when she realizes that like, I'm not in her league, then it's going to be time for me to move on and, and like that. So I set myself up and it was actually her that called me out on it and said, why, why do you do that? Why do you keep me at an arm's length? And I said, because you're, because you're you, because you're perfect and I'm not. And she said, that's your opinion. Yeah, Matt, you're shocked by that. I actually, uh, that's actually very, very intriguing because I face very similar things myself. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, when we date people who are too good for us. (laughs) Yeah, Um, so that was, I mean, that was one of the biggest upper limit problems I hit. Um, But then also, you know, when I came to you about being a TRM mentor, at the time I had a boatload of confidence. I was ready. I'm like, Matt, I'm going to train all of your trainers. I'm going to be amazing. But then I started training them and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know half of what Matt knows. What, what right? It's almost like the imposter syndrome mixed with the upper limit. Like I don't know this level of success. So why, like, how do I serve these coaches? You know, what's beautiful about you though, is that I love you being you. That's what I love. When, when you're you and you just walk in the room and like you, you're you're your filer, that's beautiful smiles on you. You're like leaning in the screen. You have the odd joke here and there. You share your, your turbo wisdom. That's what I love about you. You can also just share wisdom, yeah. show a smile, share a couple of awesome words, and the call would be amazing. And that's it. Yeah. You know, which is funny because I also have a battle with the same thing you're battling with. And which is kind of ironic because we're both helping lead this TRM thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So what is, I guess, what was your upper limit problem when you first started, but then how have your upper limit problems evolved or do you even, do you even do that to yourself anymore? Or have you just, oh, I do. you do? Okay. So I, I just had one recently and that's why I read the book. Well, T- Empire Call, we're talking yeah. about TRM stuff. And it's funny because I've built a bodybuilding federation. I, I've built a beverage company, did super league stuff for a while, did TRM stuff. But every single time, Jamie, I hit this like level of success. I'm like, okay, do I deserve more of this? Like, is it going to dissipate? Am I just going to go broke again? Like I did before in the past, am I going to lose everything again? Mm-hmm. That's what went in my mind. And I'm like, I realized here was one that came to me, the very specific. Okay. I was getting anxiety going to TRM calls thinking I always have to share something very valuable. And if I don't, I'm not bringing a very good game mindset map to the call. And I'm like, no, I can come to a call and just be my positive self, share my smile, let Jamie share, Ross share, Jeff share, you know, let someone lead other share. And honestly, that's, that's an awesome day, yeah. you know, and I've learned this week that I, I'm, I'm a really good conductor, which means I'm a great conductor on 
helping conduct the best orchestra in the freaking world, mm -hmm. which means the best excellence people, meaning you're, you're one, of, one of those rock stars, by the way, Jamie. And I realized I, that took me 15 years to figure out, Jamie. I just figured this out like a week ago. <laughs> I was like, wow. you know, wow. I've gone through that book five times. Yeah. I'm sorry. Four times. Big leap book, by the way. And the other one was my with Jen Viev because you know I've been with her for 14 years, but you know things we've gone through with the relationship back and forth for many years. But I've realized like she's a beautiful woman, and I'm like very similar to what you have, Katie. I'm like, do I deserve this girl? Because I never had a girlfriend that was 19 years old. I never kissed a girl that was 19 years old. Okay, and most are like Matt. Really? I'm like, no, I was too shy when I was younger, and I would always sabotage a good girl. I was like, oh, there's no way I can be with that girl because she'll she'll dump me or she'll say no to me right off the bat. My Jen Viev, like everyone was like, oh my God, she's like the queen of pro gym. And it took me a long time to actually accept that. So, yeah. So I want to go back to something because there, there are several different concepts that we've discussed, but the one that we, we want to relate back to the upper limit problem is the thermostat. The idea that the most success you've ever known or the prettiest girl you've ever dated or the most money you've ever made is the most money you will ever make, is the prettiest girl you will ever date, is the most successful you will ever be. I believe it's Jim, no, it's not Jim Collins, it's Dan Kennedy who has this concept called the largest check. And it it is essentially the fact that if your paycheck has only ever been roughly five grand a month consistently, then that's all you ever think you're worth. You are only as good in your head as your largest check. Same as the upper limit problem, but it's not just your check. It's it's your, your personal life, your romantic life, uh, the amount of money, right? Or even just your success, your impact, right? Like thinking of yourself as someone with 100,000 followers versus someone who could potentially have a million followers is an upper limit problem. So that thermostat, guys, refers to getting too successful, right? So you're a 10K trainer and then you have a 15K month. The upper limit problem says, uh-uh, not nah, something is happening. You are trying too hard. Go spend more time. Go be lazy. Go scroll on social media more. Go mess around. Bring yourself back down to 10K because that is safe. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is so good, Jamie. So I want to share something very, uh, that actually Jen told me this week that mm -hmm. I think would be kind of cool. She said, babe, why do you like, why don't you deserve success? Mm -hmm. And I said, interesting. So I sat for like a little bit. And I was thinking, you know, I don't want to be an asshole when I'm rich. <laughs> wow. And wow. really, we'll go deeper. Tell, explain to me what you mean by that. I was like, well, it's because, you know, I've been around mentors in the past, you know, in my mid twenties who were like very successful, but they were like assholes like undercut people very selfish driven everything was about money 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 everything it was almost like made me sick you know yeah. nothing wrong with that but it was very imbalanced and i saw their families get divorced i saw their kids hate them i saw you know their wives like resent them i saw their their employees talk behind their backs um and i was like man i don't want to have that like is this what success is for me and all of a sudden i got around new mentors which i learned but because this these people were in my like inner circle and I was kind of a part of that for certain parts, as opposed to like when I read the book or you learn from other people, I was like, okay, I can have this success thing, but I wasn't quite digging into it deep enough yet. Yeah. Right. Yep. And then I watched for the fourth time, the Wolf of Wall Street again. Hey, okay. 
All right. And what's I know it's, it's a weird one. one. And there's one thing in there that hit me because I saw Jordan. He had just got like, you know, the FBI was on his back and they were obviously going to like take him out. Right. Yeah. And he was doing this speech in front of all his staff and they were like, it was almost kind of a heart driven speech. And I think he realized he made some really effing bad mistakes. Yeah. But what hit me is that all his people live and breathed and like would die for that guy. Yeah. And I was like, why was that? And then one woman who spoke up in the corner, been with her for like 12 years, 10, 12 years, right? She was in tears. She was like, she kind of started, she had this like dog in her hand. She was like, you know, talking and she said, he, he brought up a story. She says, Jordan says, I came to you. I had a thousand dollars. Like less than, I, my daycare was like way more than that. And I didn't have any money to pay for the daycare. Yeah. So I was like, can you give me a little bit of an advance to get my first paycheck to get it going? You gave me five times more money than I asked for. Yeah. And he said, don't worry about it. Just let's, let's get making some money together. And 12 years later, she said, I will never freaking leave you because you take care of me. And we're all millionaires together. And even though Jordan can be, you know, you're only putting on Jordan Belfort. When yeah. I that go back and I'm like, that's the kind of environment I want to have in TRM where people, our family is so tight. And as we succeed, I also have to grow, but it's also effing scary for me. Sure. You know what I mean? But yeah. I saw that, that sort of loyalty and openness about what he did for his team. When he was broke and losing everything, his main guy came to him and said, Hey man, you need some help. You need some money. I, I got it for you, dude. Yeah. And, you know, he, he's in a verge of lo losing his home. His wife was divorcing him. He lost all his money to the government. Mm -hmm. And he's like, dude, here's a million bucks. Go take care of yourself. That's the kind of people I know I got off track a bit, Jeannie, but I get passionate about it because I've really had to, I've had to be vulnerable with myself. And I've realized that, you know, um, if I don't open up to that possibility with me, how can you grow? How can I allow you to be your best version of you if I'm not being the best version of me? It's yes. not fair to you. Yeah. Right? So I've had to open that can up and it's maybe better and realize the fear of success actually is, is a really kind of cool gift. So I think if we dive deeper, it's knowing why you are fearful of success. Because being scared of success doesn't do anybody any service. But knowing and diving deep as you did into why success scared you, it was, yeah, 100%, the, the greatest blessing for sure. So guys, um, you know, obviously takeaway number one, the definition of the upper limit problem, identifying where it exists in your life. Um, number two, takeaway point, uh, point number two, figure out why your thermostat always tries to bring you back down, whether it's from 15K to 10K, whether it's from the pretty girl to no girl, uh, whether it's from 10 employees to two, um, why do you get in your own way? I want to, I want to ask you a question, Jamie, what's been the big turning point for you? Do you think, cause I know you have grown so much and you're still growing. We're always growing, but the person I met three years ago in well, actually four years ago in the super league to like, when we first worked together in TRM to where you are now, it's, it's, it's unbelievably different. So I want to ask you like, what, what upper limit story have you gone through where you've had to really face your inner self and overcome some, some stuff yourself? Um, I think it got to the point. Uh, okay. So this is going to sound, I don't know whether this is going to sound confident, cocky, humble brag, but I just got so tired of proving myself wrong. So when I would tell myself that you can't get the girl and then I would, and then I married her. Like I proved myself wrong, right? I proved my upper limit that that didn't, that wasn't a thing. And then when I went from 10 to 20 to 30 to 40 K, 
And I always thought that I'd never be making more than the 3,500 I was making at the magazine. I yet again, proved myself wrong. Again, recently competed on a bodybuilding stage. I have never been that lean in 12 shows. I said, can I do it after five years off? Probably not. Oh, wait, I did. And I won the show. Like, I'm just tired of telling myself I can't because I always end up doing it. And I think that the more you do something and, you know, Bedros uh, Koulian uh, talks about um, confidence, competence, and, oh my gosh, commitment. The more you do something, the better you get at it, the more confident you are. You repeat those three C's all the time. You will not have an upper limit problem in your life because you actually, your thermostat doesn't exist. It's like taking a hammer to your thermostat and saying, stop Stop bringing me back down. Yeah, that's beautiful. So who is, I guess, with the upper limit right now, like what, when you, when you're in a place of good, a place of like really like embracing success, getting the clients, having the love with Katie, do you still find yourself where you like feel that back end voice come once in a while? Or right now, have you calmed that down where it's like when it comes up, it's like, boom, you transfer and like you make a move. Um, I turn the thermostat up. Love so it. Now, uh, so the truth is I still have a thermostat because you know me, Matt. Um, I'm not a visionary. I'm an executor. So it's not enough for me to just say, the sky's the limit. I have to say, no, we're going 30,000 feet up and we're going to hang out there for a little bit. And when we're there, then the beverage cart will come out. Like I always have a plan for just how high. So again, just going back to the bodybuilding analogy one more time. I competed. I broke my upper limit in terms of how lean I got, but I didn't get the pro card. Because it wasn't offered. There were only two women in my category, not three, and it was a conditional pro qualifier. So, what happened? I said, okay, in four weeks, there is a one more show. I think I can get leaner. I turned the thermostat up. I said, okay, now I'm going from here to here. So, I still have, I set the upper limit higher. I set the goal higher. Guys, listen to that. That actually was very powerful because what you just shared there is like a lesson for this whole podcast episode today. Jamie took her thermostat and raised her thermostat, turned the knob a little bit up and because she recognized where she was before. And then from there, she said, you know what? I got to turn this up. If I don't turn this up, I'm just going to fall back into my old habit. Yeah. She turned the knob up, made a conscious choice to turn it up. And now you're, you know, you're, looking, you're aiming for that new goal, which is freaking incredible. Yep. But it's the same thing, right? 10K, 20K, 30K. You got to adjust. It's again, no. it's great to say the sky's the limit, but I know that there are a lot of trainers who are scared to put it out into the universe that they are seven figure earners. I get it guys. I was there. So you know what you should do? Just increase it by a zero, yeah. right? If you're making 1500, let's get you to 15,000. If you're making 2000, let's get you to 20,000, right? It's a small incremental of the thermostat. Oh, that's so brilliant. I love it. This is really good, Jamie. This is really good. So when you think of um, the upper limit now, like even your zone of genius, mm -hmm. which is a whole different topic for a different conversation, what do yeah. you think is like elements of your zone of genius that you think maybe come to mind for you? Um, probably communication, yeah. right? I absolutely love, I mean, I've chosen a demographic that struggles with a mental illness. So as you know, our friend Ross Cowan always says, I'm not a lunges and lunches trainer. I'm so much more than that. Like, yes, of course, I, I try to get people in shape. At the end of the day, I'm still an online coach, but um, it comes with, you know, you come for the program, you stay for the party, 
right? It's, it's my interactions, it's my DMs, it's my video responses to your check-ins that people actually crave. So my interactions are probably my area of genius, my zone of genius. I'm going to add it more to that if I could, um, yeah. cause I've noticed, you know, knowing you very quite well, actually in the last couple of years in TRM, you're a great teacher, like an amazing teacher. So when you have the information, you almost like even take what I create, you make it better. You find your own flavor to it. Cause I love being a creator. Like yeah. creator is one of my areas, but then yep. you're a great yep. way to like communicate or teach that material is like, and you do it very, very, very well. Um, that guy. So yeah, that's definitely one thing I want to share with you about that because you definitely, you know, you, and you're a great speaker too. So huge. What about, what about yours, Matt? I'm a creator and a conductor. Mm -hmm. That's my zone of genius. Yep. Creator and yep. a conductor. And I think when I realized like when he looks, uh, he think he has zone of like excellence, zone of genius, zone of incompetence, all these areas you have to go through. I've been bouncing around like, yeah, I love sales calls, but sales calls are my zone of excellence, not my zone of genius, which yeah. I'm now working towards asking the question, okay, what has to happen to TRM now for us to take that next move? So we're looking at all those areas because I do want to have a book in TRM next year. Yeah, cool. I want to be able to, you know, take our company to the next level and like 4X this business in the next, you know, 12 months, right? Get you yeah. fully on board. So all these steps are like, I've been kind of realized myself putting, um, trying to do things I shouldn't be doing and I'm still doing them because I think I have to do them. And that's where the anxiety came from me again, Jamie. So I recognize what has to happen for me to pivot my thermostat into this direction, not keep it, I can't have it, not keep it there, but turn it more like you did for your show. Yep. And for me, it's exciting because I feel like I just like have a whole new wave of passion and joy in my heart that makes me more creative mm -hmm. and want to like conduct even a stronger team for us. Like, you know, make us better grow and conduct the best orchestra that we're going to have in the freaking world around this niche. I also realized, you know, don't be hard on myself in a negative way. Mm -hmm. Be hard on myself in a way that makes me better. By that, I mean, is we are carving a new path in the industry. Yes. There's other people who are coach trainers, but we are different. Why Jamie? Because Oh. Heart-centered. See, you're good. You're yeah. really, this is why she's part of TRM. <laughs> and we have this team, Jamie, like you, I, right? Tanny. We have Laurent now. We have Jeff. We have Greg. The list goes on the leaders. Yeah. Nobody else has that, Jamie. I don't care what you, you – everyone is so focused on me. Mm. They aren't focused on we. Yeah. And this is why I really, really enjoy TRM because we're shifting the brand over to TRM next month. And we're going to shift into really like putting the team on the, like you in the front, you know, our team leaders in the front and giving us a chance where, you know, we can let our experts, you and, and, you know, and um, Laurent, even a lot with system stuff, like yeah. spread their wings and fly. And I'm, and I'm excited about that because that's going to allow us to conquer millions of trainers and support them in that journey. Could not agree more. Could not agree more. So Matt, what are some final thoughts you have on the upper limit problem? Uh, I don't actually. Okay. What thoughts do you have? Cause I want to hear some of your thoughts, Jamie. Um, I guess my final thought would be guys, once you crack the upper limit problem with one thing, you have cracked the upper limit problem with all things. It's not an individual. You think you have an individual thermostat for like your money, your business, your romantic life, your success level, et cetera. You don't. It's all one thermostat. It is one ceiling. Um, so as soon as you answer Matt's question of why am I scared of success, 
it's you taking a hammer to your thermostat and, and that's it. Um, so again, I encourage you to dive into the one that is perhaps the least scary for you. If it's figuring out why you are scared of success in business or why you are scared of success in your personal life, pick the, pick the one that you would like to tackle the most and you will have your answer for all of them. That's really good, Jamie. I do have a last thought because you kind of inspired me that last sure. second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't mask fear, embrace fear. And I think people, they mask it so deeply because they want to prove something through ego. Mm -hmm. And then they hide it for so long, which I've been doing for so many years. And then they realize after a while, it's like, holy shit, I shouldn't be doing that. Like embrace fear and like be one with fear because fear is not going to go away. Right. But if we can control it by how we respond to it, not react to it. Mm. I think fear is a gift. That's all it is. It's a gift. Uh, we, I should have taken notes on that because now we have to do a separate podcast on fear and a separate podcast on the zone of genius and the, uh, the zone of excellence. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Next time. Next time oh my gosh, sir. Thank you so, so much for your gold nuggets. As always, an absolute pleasure to have you. Um, guys, please remember that we are on all your favorite podcast platforms. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever. So please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Also make sure to please follow us on Instagram at trainer revenue multiplier at mindset underscore Matt at James 91. I'm trying to think is there. Oh, you can also catch us live in the Facebook group every Thursday morning at 1130 AM unless James 91 is traveling. <laughs> um, Matt, again, thank you for your presence. Thank you guys for tuning in. It was a pleasure and we will talk to you soon. You're so good, Jamie. Thank you.